Today we're going to carry on a little bit more with the concept of strongholds. I want to go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, when it says, We are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. What does that mean? How do we do that? That is one of the things that we are taught is our spiritual warfare. It's the way that we overcome these strongholds. We have to learn what it means practically to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. I believe when we make the shift from simply doing things to asking ourselves, why do I do the things that I do? Then we begin to discover a journey of finding our thoughts that lead us to these actions and it becomes easier to take every thought captive. We can then bring it to Christ. What do we do when we bring it to Christ? We learn to think in a new way. This is what scripture refers to as repentance. It's learning to think in a whole new way. It's not simply saying, hey, I used to think something was bad, but now I think it's good, or I used to think something was good, but now I think it's bad. It's instead surrendering our strongholds, our beliefs, all of the things that went into our ways of thinking and our upbringing. We surrender it all, and we learn, again, fresh, brand new, from God himself. Matthew 11.25 says, At that time Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Little children ask a lot of why questions. Anybody that's a parent knows that. They ask a lot of why, why, why. They want to know. They're inquisitive. They want to know how the world works and functions. That's the thing about childlikeness, being childlike with your faith, childlike with your understanding, is that you are not yet wise in your own eyes. Because as a child, you don't yet know how the whole world works, so you're still trying to learn. Jesus here is telling us in Matthew eleven twenty five that God is literally hiding things, so to speak, from people that consider themselves wise in their own eyes. And the issue with that is that imagine your brain is like a hard drive. And so you've got various spots of storage within it. You can store a lot of information potentially, but you cannot necessarily have more than one thing coexisting in the same space or more than one concept or idea that might be contrary to one another. And so imagine you have a space in your mind for God to teach you how healing works, yet you've already filled it up with information from the world instead of how healing works. You've often filled it up with information about how sickness and disease works. And so we often have this big belief in sickness and disease, but not much belief in healing. Repentance would be to wipe that hard drive, so to speak, delete everything we had learned since the time of our childhood. We come to God with a childlike faith that says, I thought I knew, but even what I knew didn't seem to be bringing me life. It just seems to be 
keeping me running in a circle or bringing me death, but it's not bringing me life. So we come to the Lord, we surrender what we thought we knew. We surrender our knowledge, the things that we had learned, and now we learn to think from heaven to earth. We begin to access the mind of Christ. We begin to wait upon the Lord, and God shares His ideas with us. What if we believe that it was impossible to walk on water, and then God says, hey, it is possible. We would have to surrender our disbelief, our thing that says it's not possible, open ourselves up to the possibility, and then we let God speak into us. And when God speaks, it comes with life. There's a scripture that says, faith comes by hearing. When we hear God himself speak to us, it comes with life. But we have to get out of our head the things and the thoughts that are in there as strongholds that prevent us from coming to God. Areas in which we are wise in our own eyes, where we think we know best how the world works, even though we are not the one who created the world. I want to talk a little bit more about the concept of what is commonly called repentance. I think this is a concept that's very misunderstood throughout much of the church and much of the world. And I think that was intentional. I think our current belief system is somewhat of a stronghold. So repentance is not just about changing your bad behavior to good behavior. That's what I was taught growing up. I was taught, hey, if you're doing a bad thing, just quit doing the bad thing and start doing the good thing. And that was what I was taught was repentance. And yet thinking that way did not actually bring me freedom. It wasn't what Jesus refers to whenever he talks about repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When Jesus teaches repentance, when John the Baptist talks about repentance, repentance in the New Testament is about changing your worldviews and paradigms. It's really about what we were just talking about, surrendering the things that you have learned and learning fresh in a brand new way. Think about the fact that when Jesus came down to earth, he was raised in heaven, from heaven, and then he comes down to earth. He has this way of thinking, which is a very heavenly way of thinking, a kingdom of God mindset. And with his belief in the kingdom of God comes an empowerment where he sees the kingdom of God manifested. He sees healing going on around him. He has a belief system that connects him to the ways of God and the ways of heaven. So we see Jesus walking the earth in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John with this way of thinking that is so different than the way many of the people of his time were thinking. Jesus was there to give us an example to show us what it would look like and the way that we would think if we were somebody who had been raised in heaven and were heavenly-minded people. If we wanted to understand the kingdom of God, we would understand the thoughts, the paradigms, the worldviews of Jesus Christ. And that's actually something that we can gain whenever we read Scripture with the help of the Holy Spirit. We can begin to get ideas coming to us, showing us, hey, this is what Jesus believes. This is why Jesus would act like that. This is why he does the things that he does. 
when we begin to look at those kind of thoughts, it becomes easier for us to shift our belief from the ones that the world taught us to what Jesus teaches us. But how do we know when we have a thought that's a stronghold that has not yet been taken captive to the obedience of Christ, especially if we're not thinking kind of people? Well, the first thing I would encourage you to do is pray. Ask God to help you become the kind of thinking person that learns to take your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. A second concept I'd like to introduce is uh, from Graham Cook. He teaches this in his teaching called The Art of Thinking Brilliantly. But this fits in so perfectly with what we're doing. And the concept that Graham presents is, he always he says it like this, every frustration is an opportunity for an upgrade. What that means is that every time you find yourself frustrated with something, that's an opportunity for you to come to God and say, Lord, what is it that is causing me to be frustrated right now? In the previous podcast, I did an example about clean house before we went out to dinner. And it was a frustrating thing to me. I don't know why. Well, I do now, but I didn't at the time. It was just a frustration. And after hearing this, every frustration is an opportunity for an upgrade, I realized that I could go to God and say, hey, why am I frustrated right now? And what I began to learn and realize is that nearly everything in life that frustrated me was simply an indication of an area in my mind where I had not yet been renewed to the knowledge of Christ. It was an area where I had not taken every thought captive and surrendered it. And so I would have belief systems where I was simply functioning out of the belief systems instead of stopping to examine the belief systems and see if they had yet been conformed to Christ. So that's just a little bit about what repentance is. And an important part of repentance is what we are doing is we're taking the worldly parts of us, the things that do not produce abundant life, and we're replacing them with Christ himself in us, which does produce abundant life. This is what it means to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. I'm going to discuss repentance a little bit more when we get to the knowledge of good and evil. I think you'll understand it maybe even a little bit more there. But I would encourage you in the meantime to pursue God. Ask Him to help you understand what repentance is. It's not a bad word. It's just a word that means, hey, it's time to think in a new way about things. We're also going to learn that repentance is not just about changing your behavior from bad to good. I know I've already mentioned that, but we're really going to get into that when we get into the knowledge of good and evil. We're going to show why that is deceptive. <laughs>